Hey guys, welcome to Behind Relationship Goals. We are back finally. 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 Oh my Season god, what two. happened? You know what? Before we even get to the start of this program, I think Bonizi has to explain what in the world happened. You know what in the world happened? What? Laziness. <laughs> That's the truth. Laziness and I was too consumed in my games. Okay. Is that all you have to say? I am sorry. There you go. <laughs> and daming nagaabang. Everybody's been waiting for it. But okay, um, laziness and you can add a really, really uh, stressful teleseria to that. Yeah, we were working like one. crazy hours. So I think all I wanted to do was really just sleep and enjoy my games at that time. Regardless, the point is behind relationship goals is back. We're doing season two, and hopefully we do this consecutively without any hiccups. And consistently. And consistently. What do we have for episode one? Well, for episode one of season two, we have exactly what I just mentioned, which is all about games. Yes, because in the, I think, 10 months, we've been away for 10 months. Mm -hmm. In the 10 months that the podcast has been away, our gaming lives has blossomed they have yeah exponentially grown so it's time for us to give you guys an update on what's been going on and gaming has been has been a big part of that yes so just to give you guys a little bit of a background on us as gamers because a lot of people have been asking can i start mug games because now it's like so in because of like mobile games you can always play on the go and when they see us gaming they're like when did you start yeah, we kind of just popped out of nowhere into the gaming scene. Uh, we're very active with the gaming community, gaming friends now. We have gaming guilds and we join all the um, events. So, Salem, relax. <laughs> so, because of that, everybody's been wondering. I, we did not know that these two are gamers. So, we're going to give you guys a brief history of where that all started. Yeah, so I guess I can start with when I was, I guess... Around the second grade, my mom and my dad had work, you know, till like night. My mom worked three jobs. So they gave me like a computer and I started my games like on the computer. You know, like mini games, things like Neopets. That's where I started. Oh, so PC. PC. Like ne but it was just like browser lang. Like I started with like Neopets and like with all these like like Habo Hotel, you know, things like that. I played Neopets though. Okay, so that's that's where I started. And eventually it moved on to the console with the SNES, N64, and the Game Boy. And that's where it all began for me. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. That's not where it all began. Like, what was the game that started it for you? Like, I have a game that made me fall in love with gaming. Because I, I tried, like, the SNES stuff, and that was fun. But what really made me want to continue gaming was really... Pokemon yellow version. On the Game Boy. On the Game Boy what Color. What Game Boy was the Game I had Boy the Game color. Boy Color. It was the lime green one. And then it was the time when the Game Boy didn't have like a backlight. So you had to buy an extra light so that, you know, it would just like, you could see it in the dark and you can play in the dark. All right. All right. How old were you then? Um. Oh, wow. I don't even remember. I was in grade school. All right. I was definitely right. in grade Primary school. Primary school. Elementary school. Yeah. Elementary school. Okay, uh, my turn. My turn. Okay. Uh, I like my history. Um, when I was around four to six years old, my dad gave me 
a Game Boy, and this is the original Game Boy. Oh, the, the gray, gray one, chunky yeah. one. Um, and prior to that, we also had a family computer. But since I was what four or five years old, they didn't really let me play. So I would just watch my older brother and my dad try to beat Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that game, by the way. Yeah, I I couldn't play it. They never let me play it because I pro- <laughs> I probably just sucked. I don't even have memories of me playing it. And for the Game Boy, I remember playing uh, Felix the Cat and Batman and a Super Mario game on the Game Boy. But then again, I wasn't very good. I really didn't know what was happening. I'm pretty sure I never even finished those games when I was younger. Yeah. But everything changed when at around the age of eight, we got a Super Nintendo. And a friend came over and brought Super Mario RPG. <laughs> and he started playing. He was beating the final boss when I was watching. Yeah. And I was just so enamored with it. I loved it. I was so intrigued. Uh, I liked when he was picking the menus. I liked that Mario was in it and had these gloves and big shells. Mm-hmm. And then he had, Mario had his friends. And I loved that there were numbers included. At this point... I was slowly falling in love with math as well. So numbers were something that I liked. Buti in love with numbers. <laughs> so when it came to the RPGs and I would see the numbers pop out whenever they would hit them and you had your HP and you had your, you had to manage your hit points yeah. and your mana. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so intriguing. Yeah. And I told my parents after that, can you please get me Super Mario RPG for Christmas? Oh. They eventually got it. And I think I finished the game in... Just a couple of days. And I was young. Wow, days? Maybe a couple of a couple of days played, but over a span of a couple ah, of weeks. Ah, okay. Because you had to go to school. Because I had to go to you school. You had to go to school. But yeah, Super Mario RPG just started it all. The graphics, the story, when I played the game and finished it on my own. Wow, it was just The heaven. feeling, the feeling the, like, of finishing a, a game. Complete and utter <laughs> euphoria of just playing that game. So... That's what started it for me. And then later on, uh, I dove into various RPGs. Final Fantasy is one of note. But yeah, that's how it started for me. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. Wow. I love where our our beginnings. Like, I didn't really play Super Mario RPG. I played Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. It's funny, though. Uh, I noticed that from Pokemon... You didn't necessarily go to the RPG route. No, I didn't. Or the monster collecting route. No, I didn't even play. Like, Dubai, you were asking me if I played Final Fantasy. You never I did. didn't. I played all the Pokemon games. Like, all of them. So, Bones never got into RPGs. I only. No, the only time I got into RPG was when I had the Xbox. That's the only time. Like, I started playing, like, Fable and then Assassin's Creed. And those aren't even. super hardcore RPGs. These aren't Japanese RPGs. The ones I played are the hardcore Yeah, ones. I didn't play the Japanese RPGs. Gotcha. But maybe so they, because they weren't available in the US. I don't know. No, they were available. Really? You just never got to play with it. Well, sabagay, like, I just like, oh, Pokemon, just buy all the Pokemon games. Yeah. On the other hand, for myself, Super Mario RPG was the start and you could see it slowly grow and branch out. I branched out to all the Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. And Did also Zelda. I only played Zelda recently. Yeah, and then for me, I also branched out into Pokemon. Okay. Absolutely loved. I played Pokemon Blue first. Really? Yeah, I played Pokemon Blue first, and I had uh, Squirtle. I love Squirtle is my favorite starter. Squirtle is always my favorite starter. Always. 
And then from Pokemon, I even branched out to the Monster Rancher series. Those who are our age, mm-hmm. you guys remember the Monster Rancher Hindi series on the PlayStation? Yun. Oh, because I didn't have a PlayStation. Yeah, she's a, she was a Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo through and through. Okay, so okay, we've we've discussed the origins. What's our brief history? Like growing up, what did you go through? What consoles did you have? Growing up, I had mostly Nintendo. The only wait, the only Nintendo I didn't have was the Xbox. All right, so l- let's name it. So you started off with the So SNES. we had the SNES, then we had the N64, and then the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Um, and we, then after that, you hit I the had Xbox. The ga- GameCube. GameCube muna. GameCube, and then... And then Xbox. You shifted uh, We didn't get a Wii because we didn't... Hindi namin na feel ni Vic. Vic. So Victor, my brother, was my gaming partner. And we had to decide on which games to get together because... Especially when when I got older, when I got like the DS and the Switch, I was like, okay, there are two versions of Pokemon coming out. You're getting one and I'm getting the other and we're going to trade this. (laughs) We're going to trade our Pokemon. And then for me, my history is the Game Boy original and the family computer. Mm -hmm. And then I remember because we moved houses. When we moved houses, um, it, it it was a... it was a milestone in my life. So I know which consoles I had before we moved and after okay. we moved. So after we moved, we had the SNES. And then after that, we moved to Sony. So PlayStation 1 and wow. then the PlayStation 2. And then, of course, I also had a PC that came in line with the PlayStation 1. Yeah. So that's when I also started playing PC games and getting into it. Wait, so what, when was that? Was that high school now? Grade school. Grade what? school. Uh, around grade two, grade three was when I started getting into PlayStation and PC games. You know, I just remembered that since we had computers growing up, one thing that also really got me into gaming was that every school year, my dad would buy us like games for your grade. So if you were like in the fourth grade, he would buy like these learning these learning games. Oh my god! Do you remember those? Yeah, wait. Like I okay, had. I have. Okay, you're So like it would be like an adventure, like um, like a Lara Croft adventure, or like a right. And then you'd go through like the dungeon, and you'd have to like spell out the words, or there'd be like math ones that you could do. I super loved those, and I couldn't wait to get the next one for the next grade. Can I my turn? My turn. Okay. 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 Game. I have something. When my dad bought our first PC, he also bought some educational games just to justify, I guess, to my mom <laughs> that he bought it for us. And there were like six of us brothers and sisters at the time already. And it was such a huge part of my childhood, but we played all the Jumpstart games. Oh, those are the ones I had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, really? High five. So you had Jumpstart grade one, grade two, grade three, grade every four, grade. grade five. We had almost every, every grade. grade. And... It really scaled very well. It it's, helped me so much with school also. Yeah, it scaled, it scaled very well in the sense of um, whatever you learned in grade four was actually what they were showing in Jumpstart grade four. Yes, yes. So lahat kami, lahat kami magkakapatid, we were helping each other out because we were all in different grades. And of course, our old eldest brother was the one who knew the most. So he was the one who was helping out with the harder math problems. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of, I think, American uh, American topics. Yes, yes. That we couldn't answer because that's not what they taught us in school. Like history, oh history. Oh my God, jumpstart. And we also had Disney Magic Studio. Oh, I kind of remember that. Disney Magic Studio was super fun. Oh my God, you know what? If my, if, if my brothers and sisters hear this podcast, it's just going <laughs> to be completely... 
complete nostalgia. Yeah, definitely. Nostalgia. definitely. So yeah, we did those educational games. And I'm curious, of each of the consoles that you have, what's one game that stood out? Maybe I'll give you allowance of two games, but one or two games lang. Just yeah. so that they know which ones you really like per console. Yeah, let us know and use the hashtag, hashtag behind relationship Oh no, that goals. was for you. I'm curious what you oh, have. Oh, well, and that's okay. a question I'm going to ask people right now. All right. Okay, but for my answer, oh, per So con- let's start with your SNES. Which SNES, one stands out? Qbert. And? Just Qbert, okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, SNES, Super Mario RPG. N64. N64. Oh my God. Banjo-Kazooie was my favorite. And Silicon Valley. Oh, I love those two games so much. I've never played that game. Oh, oh my God. You would love it so much. Okay. For me, the next one would be the PlayStation 1 and, wow, Final Fantasy 9 and Gran really. Turismo. Because those two games, I am sure I invested the most amount of hours in. How about you? What's your next console? Um, I think the next one would be, oh gosh, I keep forgetting now. Game Boy na lang. Game Boy for me is the Pokemon series, definitely. My favorites are yellow and silver version. Gotcha. And, uh, oh, just an additional to PlayStation 1, I absolutely loved Mega Man Legends and I finished that maybe over 10 times. Kaya mo ba ako nagustuhan? Mega Man. Mega Man. Lol, corny. (laughs) 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 Okay. Moving on. Okay, PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, uh, the RPG love continues. Final Fantasy X was, and Gran Turismo, I think, 3. Those were the two games where I invested the most amount of hours. I remember my save game in Final Fantasy X was around 100 plus game uh, hours played in the game. Well, walang tatalo sa Dota hours mo, Fofo. Oh yeah, that's, that's another man. That's, that's another that's story. Another story. That's, save that for later. Let's save that for later. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Minus the Xbox. I super love the Fable series. One, two, three. Favorite ko talaga yan. All right, all right. And then let's move on to the PC. Now, the PC is, has a more colored story for us, doesn't okay. it? Yes, because there was a time when... I did. I didn't like. I didn't know about like PC games, but there were games like on the browser or communities on the browser, like Neopets, what I mentioned, Kanina. And my story about Neopets is I got so addicted to this game. Like I just love collecting and playing the mini games. It reminded me so much of Mario Kart. I mean, sorry, not Mario Kart, Mario Party, because of all the mini games that it had. And you could collect, and you could have like your own house and cool pets and stuff. But man, it got so intense. It came to a point that my grades were getting so bad in school. And we had like a cut Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So you would go home and suddenly just play. play And I'd forget about it. For hours. Oh, my gosh. Like, you couldn't imagine. I was in my first year of high school. You just searching for pets and feeding your pets? Oh, that wasn't the only thing you could do. You had to collect money so you could get like the secret lab and everything. And then it got so bad because we had like a cutoff for our subjects in school. Like, I remember for minor subjects, it was 83 and then for major subjects, it was 85. Mm-hmm. And I did not reach that. <laughs> so my mom got so mad. She's like, I want to play notebook. Because I remember, I'm not going to play notepads anymore. I'm not going to play. So after that, I was ako, And I had to lie low with my Neopets and my guild. My guild din dun eh. no. My guild din dun eh. So yeah, I had to lie low a bit. Yeah, so for me, with PC, um, I remember 
I like tinkering with PCs, but that's a story for another day. When it comes to the games, some of the things that would stand out uh, would be Ragnarok Online. I remember second year mm. high school, I had a friend come in and he was holding these CDs. He had like five of them, giving it away. It was the <laughs> beta version of Ragnarok <laughs> Online. I was like the first of 200 players to play Ragnarok wow, Online. Wow, you're so lucky. Yeah, because you could see the number of people playing. Yeah. And I think the first server, if I get, the, if I remember correctly, was the Chaos server. Uh, you log in and there's usually like 100 to 200 people palang logged in. Yeah. And that started my love for multiplayer online RPGs. Same. That was my that was my first ever. I I was also in second year high school. Yeah, yeah. And eventually it became a pay to play game. Play to win? No, pay to play. It was, there was no pay to win ah, concept. Okay, yeah. You had to pay like You had to pay the 300 card. bucks per month or something like that. I yeah, remember. Obos, it was just an absurd ba- amount for me. Because my allowance was just tiny. What was your allowance? Uh, never mind. <laughs> I won't ask your allowance. I don't remember, but it was way smaller than 300 bucks. Yeah. I, I basically could not pay for that monthly fee. Yeah, it was so hard. Like, I don't I don't think I ever... I think when it came to that point, I didn't really spend a lot. Like, I spent like once or twice. Yeah, spending on, spending on games wasn't a big thing because, let's be honest... We didn't have budget. And piracy in the Philippines was just a ginormous industry at that time. Mm. Yeah, I was like, it would. I would treat myself if I had extra money. Like, I wouldn't. I would make an effort not to buy s- food yeah. at the cafeteria. But at we do not time. support piracy. It's just at that time we didn't know any better, right? It was an ignorant time for. Why? What was the piracy during that time? Oh, I I, d- I had no idea that all the games I bought for the PlayStation were were pirated games. Oh, really? Yeah, because there was no. In- I mean, we weren't internet savvy at that time. So games for the PlayStation were 100 pesos when apparently they were 2,500 pesos per game. Oh. It's just that there were no original games. At least I didn't know where to buy them. Well, my consoles, I don't think... No, the be. Nintendo games yeah. rarely had any pirated games. I didn't have any. But yeah, we had no idea. I had no idea. So it was ignorant, but we've learned. The internet has educated us. Yeah. But regardless, so moving on, we're we're at our PC games, and Ragnarok was a big thing for me. The Sims was a big thing for you. I as love well. the Sims so much. Okay, so all right, you have a you have a good idea of what kind of gamers we were when we were younger. Very casual. Okay, and fun. We were, we we had our own genres. Yeah, we did. We did. But the thing is, the next in the next stage of our life, which was the work life, something huge happened to our gaming personas it stopped <laughs> completely no wala ang games when i look back at it it's it's quite sad but in the moment i knew that it was the right thing to do so what happened yeah. was i graduated and i was offered a contract in gma and right then and there when i was about to start working i told myself i am going to stop gaming completely and to that point i never bought myself a pc again I never bought myself a TV, and I also never got myself another console. So the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, I never owned any of them. Yeah, I remember that. Sim- you would just play with, like, with your friends, but yeah. you didn't have one. Simply because of my commitment to focus on work. So for seven years, from 2010 and 2010, no, 2011, yeah. 2011 up to 2018... 
I almost completely stopped gaming, at least hardcore gaming. Yeah, and we had a rule. Like, I had consoles. Like, I had the DS. I had, yeah, the DS. And the rule was that I couldn't bring the DS to work because I would get distracted from it if I brought it to work. Did I give you that rule? Yes. Oh, man, I don't even remember that. But, yeah, she gets distracted a lot, so you kind of have to make rules yeah. for her just to help her cravings. Which I will follow. She does follow. I follow the rules. And they're good for you. They're good rules for me. Okay, so let's talk about that time. This, uh, that was an interesting time. Our no, uh, our stop gaming time. Let's make a correction to that because we didn't completely get rid of the games yeah so there was still an itch to be scratched it's not like we stopped gaming cold turkey it's not like we didn't want the game we still did so we were just looking for outlets that could satisfy that itch okay so earlier we had our history of the kind of games that we liked now these are the casual games that we got into when we were working yes. so games that hindi naman talaga kailangan ng follow-up they were just fun to play like low when you had games. like yeah when These you had like a little break games because um our work especially learning and trying to get better at the skills we needed to succeed at work um it required a lot of effort and focus mm -hmm. so the games that we played were low effort and low focus they were kind of like stress reliever games i would yeah. say we so had a lot let's of let's give them an example i think that Easiest example, which almost everybody played, was Fruit Ninja. Oh my gosh, that was such a stress reliever. You just like... And everybody was playing it, so you could compare scores. And it was so easy. I mean, even if someone called you right away, you can just end the game. Yeah. And you there's didn't have no to consequences. Worry about. <laughs> I remember in Amaya, which was my first teleserie in, uh, in GMA, that was the first and possibly only game I played. And I remember that the iPod Touch was one mm. of the first oh, gadgets yeah. that I invested my money in. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is so much fun, so much fun. So yeah, Fruit Ninja was definitely something that uh, I played. And an example of some of the of one of the games that I used to scratch that gaming itch for the first seven years of my work life. Another one would have to be almost all the Tita's favorite, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Candy Crush or games like Gardenscapes. Nowadays, games. Nowadays, like Gardenscapes. Gardenscapes, Homescapes. Like these are games that I would play while waiting for, you know, me to go on the set or just like while I was in the car, like going to work. It's a nice, you know, just like relaxing kind of game for me. Okay. Uh, what else? Okay. So here's a funny thing. After Fruit Ninja, we were looking for, I guess we naturally, we didn't really look for it. We naturally looked for other casual games to play mm -hmm. and we actually did this was actually around the time that facebook games started to boom oh wow i mean facebook games are n literally nothing nowadays but during early 2010s like you had like farmville and all that stuff and we kind of got into one of these yeah games. so facebook games and miniclip.com and i think there's another one is there an, um yeah miniclip.com there's another website that we went to though so Facebook and miniclip.com, they play, they had a lot of these flash games and oh, we played so, so many of them. They what were, were the so ones fun. you remember? I don't know. I just remember a lot of stick figures. That's all. The stick figure games and then the mystery of Mistville, Disney game. Something like that. And oh my gosh, can I just say, I know that we didn't spend on games when we were younger, but that Facebook game 
got me into spending on games. I think that was also around the time I started spending with because, the Facebook games. Because it had that feature where you could only make a certain amount of moves and you had to use energy. But to get energy, you had to wait. So it's kind of like Instead that. Instead of waiting, you just pay up, right? Yeah. So it, that's the concept of like the Kim K games. So uh, that's, oh my gosh, do not spend money on those kind of games, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then after that, up. Bloons was a big deal for us. We love Bloons, the Bloons version. The original Bloons games and the Bloons tower defense games. I love the tower defense Did ones. we play 1 to 5? We played 1 to 5. We played online on those like browser. Yeah, we did. Browser websites, but say on browser games. I don't know if that's what you call it. All right. And then we arrive to the present. So one to seven um, years, one to seven for myself of work was laying low for gaming. And last year, last year, 2018, around the same time we were doing the podcast season one. Yep. And around the same time, we kind of stopped doing the podcast. And this was also the time that our teleserie together, our first teleserie together was coming to an end. Yeah. It was, I guess, oh, okay. serendipitous. I know what happened. Ragnarok. Oh my gosh. So we were in the car one time and one of my high school friends said, hey, did you guys like download Ragnarok yet? I'm like, what? Ragnarok. It came out three days ago. I'm like, what? How did we not know about this? Okay, and it was huge. So all that came in the We were like, Ragnarok Online has a mobile version now. And we were like, what? That is crazy. Oh my God. We all downloaded it at the same time. So it was me, uh, Megan, Victor, and Lauren. We sat down in the dining table, downloaded. Created our characters. Created our character. And we played literally the whole night. It was so much fun. And I would analogize that moment with a very small spark. That completely just grew because someone poured gasoline on it and just erupted into a volcano-like explosion. That was our gaming fire. And it was it was funny because when we downloaded it, I didn't really think much of the game. And it was just like so nostalgic for me. Like I downloaded it because I played it in high school. I had a, I had a good time playing it. I was like, oh, it's here again. Let's play it. You know what? You're right. Um, because we had been we had, we had been so um, nonchalant about gaming, there actually wasn't um, there wasn't love right away for the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, natutuwa tayo, na tayo, like to the highest heavens. It was like, oh my god, super nostalgic. I'm enjoying this, but I had no idea that it was gonna we were gonna dive straight into hardcore gaming because of this. Yeah, game. because like before Ragnarok. I like especially me. I would be the type to like download game after game, and I would try it. If I didn't like it, delete, and then I go on to the next. But wow, it we we started playing like and like October, no, yeah. end of October, September, end of September, I think. Was it? Yeah, I can't remember. Anyways, we started playing like fourth quarter of last year, and up until now, we're still playing the game. Yeah. Um. So what happened was I think it was a collection of nostalgia. Ragnarok being just exactly the kind of game that tickles our fancy. 
the same time, mm-hmm. we had a lot of friends playing it. Laura and Victor were playing it. A lot of our bar- coffee barista friends were also trying it out. We had new friends that we met from Conkers that year who invited us to join yeah. as well. We also met some hardcore gamers who taught us the ins and outs of the game and yeah. how to enjoy the game even more. Yeah. And they put us in their guild, which was a super strong guild, apparently. So, okay, no, go, going back to that, first we joined... Uh, Toby's guild because their their guild was from Ragnarok Online and they were, they're yeah. a super strong guild in Ragnarok Online. So he's like, come join our guild. And then one of our friends from Conqueror, Sikent, was like, I have a guild for you guys. You should join it. And that's when we became a part of Encore. Yeah. Okay. And from that point onwards, we loved the game so much. But here's the thing. Ragnarok Mobile has a pay-to-win element you're probably going to have to spend money to succeed or get ahead in the game. Mm -hmm. And this money, the amount that you need to spend varies by such a large amount. Okay? So I think that the minimum to spend would be around maybe 300 to 500 bucks a month. Well, that's like if you buy premium. Yeah, just to be a premium player or a VIP player. And that just gives you uh, a bunch of bonuses. A bunch of bonuses which is huge if you're playing daily as opposed to not getting it. But here's the thing. We had no idea to what extent people would pay to win. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of non-gamers, this amount is just staggering. It's crazy. Like even for me that plays and pays to win, I get really shocked at the amount that other players spend on. Yeah. So without without getting into any details, we have some not necessarily friends, but acquaintances or and stories that we've heard, where you have players not just in the Philippines but around the world, Indonesia, Thailand, that spend over seven digits in pesos. In pesos. And some of these players are really open. That's in the millions, my friends. These players are open about how much they it spend. It was mind-blowing. But the thing is, I mean, for them, when you're that deep into it, I mean, you have you have a strategy and you have reason why you're spending that much already. Yeah. Okay. Of course, to the non-gamer, it just sounds ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. It pract- It is not a practical amount to spend on a game. But to each his own. But to each his own. If you have that much money to spend, some people spend it on super expensive cars. Or bags. Super <laughs> expensive watches. Other people spend it on games. So we do not judge. My thing is, let's just be amused that there are stories like this. I think it's pretty cool, honestly. Like yeah. Seeing people that spend this amount money on gaming and you get to see their character like was it worth it for them to spend it maybe it was maybe it wasn't but that's all perspective i think that's all perspective like me if i spend an amount of money on gaming for that month you spent seven figures i will not spend that amount of money on gaming (laughs) i will not goodbye it's like a house (laughs) but like for me like the question that i ask myself before i actually spend for the game for that month is it going to make me happy? Do I think it's worth it? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, I have something though. So at the time, I think the smallest denomination that you could spend, like in Facebook, was 50 pesos. One dollar. Yeah. Um, and for me, spending that first dollar in a game for me in Facebook was a huge decision because I was like, am I really going to pay 50 mm-hmm. pesos to play this game? For energy. Yeah. <laughs> but 
nowadays, fast forward a decade later, for me, it's no big deal paying 500 pesos to play a game, which is $10. Sometimes there are games that cost $10. Yeah. Okay? But I have a reasoning for this one. Okay. okay. I, I really thought about this, okay? So... I think I'm going to have to sit up straight for this, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we download tons of games. Everybody downloads tons of games that are free online or on your mobile phone. And that's cool. But the thing is, regardless if you download it for free or not, it costs money to develop that game and to create that game. Yes. There are developers and there are employees who need to get paid because they created this game. Now, yes, they earn through ads. But for me, I feel like it's okay spending a certain amount as, and that would represent my purchase of the game. So let's say there's a game that I like and there's a currency or a gift pack that I can buy for like $1 to $10. I have absolutely no problem suddenly yeah. just spending and buying that outright. For me, I tell myself, okay, this is my contribution to the development team. Especially if they're like indie gamers. Like I love spending yeah. for indie gamers. One of my favorite indie games, Stardew Valley... Yeah. Honestly, if I could buy in-game stuff for them or just donate to that developer, I would because I super love that game. I love the thought process that was put into it for the storyline, the backstory of the characters, and that's something that I appreciate and would love to spend money on. But I have a question also. Okay, we also on. spend on Ragnarok. And Ragnarok Before we get to that, can I just say something? Okay, this is for all the listeners and the viewers out there. If you want to get to know the gaming psyche of Madame Bones, the best game to play is Stardew Valley because it just hits the mark on so many boxes for her. She absolutely loves the game. And if you love the game, that means you have exactly the same taste <laughs> as Madame Bonesy. So if you want to try out the game that, you know, that, that gives you an insight into her psyche, Stardew Valley. Also, don't forget to watch the YouTube videos on how to get ahead in the game. <laughs> yeah, and you can watch her stream. Yeah. We might as well plug that right now. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we should can, talk about yeah, that, we actually. Talk we'll about get to that. But anyway, you were saying something about Ragnarok. Yeah, so I'm just going back to like your whole thing about spending for games. So we spend on Ragnarok. And yes. that's common knowledge. We do tell people that we spend. We just and don't it's no longer 50 pesos. That has <laughs> exponentially grown. So I used to have a difficult time spending 50 pesos. And then it became $10, 500 pesos. And now, Kamini Madam Bones, we have a budget for gaming already. <laughs> like, it's in our overhead uh, breakdown. Do we really have a budget, Fofo? No, we do. We do. <laughs> we do. I help I help Madame Bones out with her finances. I help lot. you with your gaming budget also. Yeah, yeah we gonna... help each other out with our finances, um, trying to keep each other in check. And for both of ourselves, we have a gaming budget. Okay, please let's we do not tend, say it. We do tend to go over the gaming budget, Sometimes so we have we to do. justify every month whenever that happens. I kind of went over it this month, just letting you know ahead of time. I kind of went over every month of this year. I'm oh so sorry. <laughs> kind of is an under understatement. Okay, but anyway, um, that speaks to where we are at this point about gaming. But here's the thing, and this is a good segue for you. Okay. So we realized this year that we were spending way more than all the past years. Because we already have a budget for it. Yes. So I told her, you know what? We need more. We need to do more to justify us spending this amount. So I knew that I was vlogging already. And 
for Megan or for Bones, uh, we were thinking about what she could do. Because if she opened a YouTube channel, it would seem redundant because my content would be so similar to her content. Yes, exactly. Whenever we're tra- we travel or we're together. So I was like, this is kind of useless. Let me do the vlogging. And then our gaming friends, our newfound gaming friends, introduced both of us to Facebook streaming. Oh my gosh, that Enter. was the start of it. Um, when we started playing Ragnarok, we had guildmates like Banoobs, who was starting up like the whole streaming thing of Ragnarok. Like he wanted to introduce to Facebook gaming the game and like how to enjoy the game. And he okay, start- what is streaming first? Before you even get into how it started for you, just a quick definition: what is streaming for the non-gamers and the non-streaming viewers there? Okay, so streaming is basically you have something like a live stream. A live stream. So you're showing them live what you're doing. But here, I'm showing, instead of just my face, I'm showing the games I'm playing. Yeah, so in a nutshell, when Megan streams, she is playing through a game Mm -hmm. while narrating what is happening. So you can see her actual game and her character. And then there's a small box of her face and her narration coming through as well. So basically, that's gaming. And my friends introduced Facebook gaming to me. And they were like, you should start streaming. And I'm like, what is that? What do I do? How do I do that? So long story short, they helped me out with the stream. And I've been streaming my game since March of this year. And it's been a pretty crazy ride for me. Yeah, and I've supported her all the way because I knew that this was something that she could monetize. So yes, um, for those who aren't aware, uh, streaming or game uh, streaming your games, I think, I feel, is a legitimate money-making job. Yes, it's a job. it is. It really is. It's, it's basically like you're hosting a show, but the content is basically games. So TV shows could have variety, like you have something like Sunday Pinasaya, or you have a hosting show like You Mars, have a talk show. A talk show like... When you're streaming your games, your content is your actual gameplay and the extra value is you narrating what is happening. Yeah, and there are so many different kinds of streamers. You have like pro gamers that stream, you have hardcore gamers, you have casual gamers like me that just like to show the games that I like and just interact with the people that watch the stream. So, again, and I think that if you enjoy what you do, you should share it, share your knowledge. Yeah, and that leads me to another thing. Um, Because we've gotten to know the streaming industry, and the streaming industry in the Philippines is growing rapidly. Mm -hmm. Actually, in Southeast Asia, because we're so tech-savvy. Yes. The Southeast Asians, we're so tech-savvy that streaming has really become a vital source of entertainment for the everyday person. Yeah, yeah. If you're on the go, you obviously won't always have a TV with you. Not all cell phones have that. But you always have Facebook. Yeah, and here's an example. So you know how in the in yesteryears, the past generation, they would listen to the radio while driving or going to work or doing anything mundane. Just to pass the time, they'd listen to the radio. Apparently, millennials nowadays, on their commute to school when they're trying to kill time, they actually look at streaming channels and use that as their white noise or background noise. Yes. 
So even I do that. Like when I'm doing errands around the house, I'll see like who's streaming. I'll leave it, and if something exciting happens, at least like it's just there in the background. So I think that's a great analogy. The streaming is the radio of millennials nowadays. What about the podcast? <laughs> also the uh, <laughs> podcast, the podcast as well. Yes, the podcast as well. I'm just that goes hand in hand. So. The new radio is streaming, mm -hmm. podcasts, long-form YouTube videos, audiobooks. It's basically a, a new collection of media that replaced yeah. the radio habits of radio the previous generation. Radio and TV. And TV sure. as well. Yeah, TV as well. So it's amazing. I think we started with the history of our games. And, then we and now we're in a completely different zone with different gaming. zone when it comes to gaming and it's still growing we're still looking for so many ways to evolve the facebook stream of bones yeah and i'm also looking for different opportunities although of course the vlog is my primary digital space never in my wildest dreams that i ever imagined that i could earn from gaming and i'm earning from the stream and it's cool because i've actually attracted sponsors or like endorsements that are about gaming like Lenovo I'm working with Lenovo now yeah, you know, you've created a completely new audience for yourself obviously you have your teleserie audience you have your beauty queen followers and all of a sudden Madame Bonizi is a gamer and she has a gaming audience and I think it's so cool honestly when people when I'm out and people call me Madame Bones or Bonizi like we were at work earlier and Rian Ramos goes up to me and she's like what's up Bonizi and Bonizi is my gaming name and I'm like how does she know my name is Bonizi did you ask her no I forgot to ask oh. I was so shy like I got killing and then I just like clammed up I was like oh my god she called me Bonizi and I couldn't get it out of my head <laughs> okay, okay. I was just so happy good job Rian. hi Rian <laughs> yeah so that's where we are now we've come We've come a long way. But here's the thing. Let's tie this all back, okay? Let's start wrapping up this podcast, although we really could talk about this topic forever. Yeah. Okay, but let's kind of wrap this up and tie it together. What has gaming meant to you and me and our relationship? Um, to you. Honestly, even though we were just playing our casual games, we've been so competitive already. And I think it was really healthy for our relationship to be competitive and see each other in that aspect. Wait a minute. Wait a minuto. What? Let me correct you. The first few years that we were gaming, I was the competitive one. And she was so non-competitive. Yes, but then I think it helped us become competitive ah, okay. with each other. So at first, <laughs> yeah, at first I was always super competitive. I come from a family of um, athletes, eight other eight other siblings. Um, Megan was not competitive at all. Mm. She didn't want to compete, and I would always make her quit to the point that then and then I guess that those small little pokes at her ego eventually drove her to be a bit more competitive. Now she's quite competitive. But honestly, if I if I look back at it, the competitiveness that you helped grow within me actually helped me with like Miss World and everything. Because remember yeah. that I told you that when I was competing, I would strategize like a game. Like yeah, I yeah, made yeah. my strategy in Miss World like a game. Like everything from from prep to like just thinking about what was I going to say, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you to our gaming for helping me win Miss World. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, we have a new realization. 
Gaming is the reason that Megan won Miss World 2013. No, you're not. No, it's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, we all have our we all have our own strategies, but I think me being a gamer has helped me with my strategies. Yeah. To each his own. Yeah. And another thing, going back to our relationship, honestly, nowadays, 2019, um, Bones and I have this dual setup just behind this camera. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, my happiest moments with you this year are with us gaming. I know. I love it. Can you please play TFT so I have somebody to play with now? Yeah, it really, it really is. And even though we're not playing the same game or maybe we're not interacting, the fact that we're both doing something that gives us so much joy, dun galing yung kilig ko Honestly. Kinikilig si Fufu. Kinikilig Para mas kinikilig ka ngayon ni. No, but but really, and I th- I I think that's absolutely um, amazing that we're able to accept and acknowledge that, mm-hmm. because I think most people put themselves in a position where they feel like all that kilig or that happiness with a partner has to come from something that's shown in the media, yeah, sh- something they see in movies. But for us. It's literally sitting down on our computer chairs and playing a game together <sighs> and knowing yeah. that we're both having fun. Yes. For me, that's like peak romantic moment. That's a date night for, for us. For Fofo and Bones. And we accept that. And because we accept that and we're not ashamed of it, we're here talking to everyone about it. Um, it just feels really nice. Yeah. It feels really nice that, you know, we've had our amazing and romantic moments when we travel or when we have our dates but it's also nice that we can acknowledge that that happens also in a very mundane and non-stereotypically romantic moment yeah we have our dates in game <laughs> yeah yeah we do we do if you notice we post our in-game characters together and sobrang kilig kami over that yeah i love it i love like oh can you can i hold my hand yeah, in game. In game. In game. So our Hold characters hands. holding hands and we're taking photos of our <laughs> monitors and screenshots of our phones. <laughs> so it's really funny to other people, but for us, we've wholly accepted it. Yep. So for all those out there who might feel embarrassed about you know having the same situation, don't be. Because you know, to each his own Dadaga. Embrace the game and love. Embrace the gaming love. So I think that wraps up our topic. Is there any uh, anything else that you want to talk about in regards to that topic? All I want to say is good luck, have fun. All right. But you know what? Before we get to the tail end, how much time do we have? I think we have like around two to four minutes since Megan doesn't have any questions yet because we haven't had a podcast in a while. I wanted to focus a bit on current news. And since our topic is gaming, let's focus on some current gaming news. I think you have some news for us. What's coming out soon? Pokemon. Okay. So oh yeah, Pokemon. Okay. So Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out. Next and month. I am super excited to play that game. I haven't played a Pokemon game fully since Pokemon. Oh my God. Um... Shoot, I think Sapphire, maybe, or even what? the one so before Sapphire. Again. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy long. Fofo, fofo. Because I stopped. Remember, fofo. So can I propose something? Oh, okay. Ooh, she's gonna propose. To me. <laughs> yeah. Go. My proposal. Yes, I do. Oh wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. <Go. laughs> okay. Well, you already said yes. So the question, I'm just gonna give you the question that you already said yes to. So since you want to play the new Pokemon game, can we get the new Switch Lite? For me? Yeah. So we have two Pokemon. 
Wait, why? So that we can play simultaneously. Okay, we'll have to talk about this. We'll be right back. Lol. Okay, okay anyway, so Sword and Shield. Yeah, that proposition will have to be discussed. Sword and Shield. Okay, so Sword and Shield is coming out and it looks amazing. I saw the trailer and I read some of the previews. I'm actually seriously interested in playing the game. I, I read that the world is bigger than the Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Breath like the, the open worldness of it. But yeah, if you guys are also interested in that, then that's news for you. You um, know what I'm also excited about? Yeah. Luigi's Mansion. Three. Luigi's Mansion. Three. Three, I don't know. I think it's but Luigi's Mansion. Because I played it on the GameCube. And now it's like super, 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 super masbonga. Gotcha. And then in other news, uh, we also have... League of Legends and TFT news. What is that? Oh my god, TFT is going to be available on mobile. I'm so excited. Okay, so basically League of Legends and TFT, uh, these are the games that Bones plays on the PC. Yeah. And I don't get to play very often because I usually like playing games that also have a mobile counterpart. He plays incremental games. Yeah, but so basically League of Legends and TFT will be coming out with a mobile version of their games. And you can bet I'm going to play those games. <laughs> Finally. 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 Because I try to be efficient with my time and I'm not efficient if I need a PC. If you're going to play auto chess, you might as well just play TFT. Yeah. Before. When that comes out, I'm going to switch from auto chess. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop you right there. You're going to play on the PC so you know the characters right away so that when it comes out on mobile, you can Magaling rank up really fast. And that okay. is the strategy. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. And uh, is that all our news for the day? I think that's all the news for today. So if you guys have anything you want to say, just message us. If you guys have any questions, just feel free to tweet us, DM us, message us on any of our social media pages. Because I want to come up with a maybe two to five minute Q&A segment for every podcast. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, like mini we'll also, episodes? Yeah. Well, no, well, at the end of the episode. And mm. we'll also have a current news segment, something similar to this, hopefully in line with some of the topics that we're talking about. Cool, cool, Just to cool. kind of level up our game, right? It yeah. is season two after all. And speaking of leveling up, I would also like to thank our unofficial sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. For the podcast. I think for the whole of season two. Well, I mean, since season one, we have Rode. Yeah, um, we have Crystal Audio and they've provided us with the road mics and road equipment. And equipment. And we have an additional equipment sponsor, uh, Lightroom. So they're helping me out with a beautiful tripod that we have at the moment. And they're... Finally, we have a tripod for our Canon EOS R. Yeah, you, we used to use books and put our camera on top of the <laughs> books. Naman yung camera so now level up. We're actually using a real tripod. We have a beautiful light over here. All these background things you can see on our Instagram. I might make a quick vlog about our equipment and our BTS yeah. workflow. But either way, thank you so much to Crystal Audio, a.k.a. Road, and to Lightroom. We'll be working with them even more, and hopefully the relationship grows. And Boneasy and Beef Belly will see you in-game. See you guys. Bye.